PM board bombs. Hey, welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast where we help you study for boards. Oh, this is kind of a cold open. But in reality, we help you study for hashtag EM life. I feel like this is a cold <laughs> open. You didn't really give me a warning, Dr. Briggs. That's fine. That's fine. One rapid podcast at a time. I'm Blake Briggs. I want to emphasize that I'm the co-founder, not the founder of EM Board Bombs. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for re-emphasizing <laughs> that. Maybe next year at SAM, I too will get a poster of myself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Our shareholders are now aware that you are the co-founder. The market stability when, will level out now. There was some volatility the other day. I learned. I like using that word a lot. When there's an N of two shareholders, then I just, yeah, I guess you can say yeah, 50% yeah. are aware. Yeah, yeah. we're in a bull market or a bear market, whatever you want to call it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God we're not in finance. Um, hey, for each 15-minute episode, you gain high-yield board knowledge, as we like to say, come for the stems. But stay for the content. That was your invention back in the day. I like that. I still love that phrase. You can find us on Twitter. I appreciate the acknowledgement. I just wanted to say I appreciate the acknowledgement. I appreciate acknowledging you. Hey, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at EM Board Bombs. And hey, we got an awesome podcast for you today. This is yet another continuing collaboration we have with ASEP's Peer Board Review. But it's a twist. This question and module we're doing is part of ASEP Peer Cert. And basically, ASEP is modeling their Peer Cert questions after the ABEM writing process. They're creating questions to mirror how emergency physicians manage specific presentations in their everyday practice. So, we're going to give you the basics of this question and really delve into some awesome approaches and some coaching aspect. Hey, why don't you uh, read our STEM? I'm excited about this one, especially uh, given our recent trip to California. This uh, should be good for the uh, <laughs> for the Golden State. <laughs> I will say it was my inspiration and the uh, California podcast and the series, as we'll refer to them. Series. Really <laughs> exciting material out there. Yeah. I love the one you did with Marlena as well. I was in the car just laughing, <laughs> laughing, and laughing. <laughs> And also thankful that I did not, you know, I had already eaten lunch uh, prior to listening to it. There needs to be, I wonder if we're going to get tagged by Apple or Spotify. You know how they say like, this, there's like an E, mm -hmm. like explicit content. Like I, I'm pretty sure those two podcasts that we did in California and the discussion on parasites is going to get tagged mm -hmm. as an E. Oh, I, I already know it's banned in the Bay Area. Yeah, and not just the Bay Area. I think there are other parts of the U.S. it's going to get banned on. Yeah. I, I think it, it, the graphic nature of how Marlena gave those descriptions. <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. That was great. Yep. Hey, so, Stan, you are visiting Los Angeles with your family, and you notice there is a preponderance of similar-looking people with stern very serious faces in all the elevators and walking around. You hear the phrases, quote, let it ride, end quote, and quote, it was anesthesia's fault, of course, end quote, muttered a few times. You realize many of these people are wearing badges. You look even closer, and these badges state that they're attending a <laughs> surgery conference. No, I know. I kid. I kid. They're amazing. I love them. <laughs> Many of them are my friends. 
you think to yourself, ah, this all fits. <laughs> you overhear a surgeon discussing how they were managing compartment syndrome case and what uh, you know type of therapy that they were giving to help reduce renal failure. You chuckle to yourself when you hear what they say because you know <laughs> what actually to do and what works. Insert many other medical <laughs> problems here. Yes, yes. Hey, so the question is, Dr. Briggs, which primary treatment modality will reduce the risk of acute renal failure in rhabdomyolysis? Is it A, furosemide, B, mannitol, C, IV fluids, or D, sodium bicarbonate? <laughs> I know. Sorry, we shouldn't influence our listeners. I know. We know what the surgery answer might be. We might have some surgeons listening. And we might, and we love them. We kid. We kid. Um, we kid. So... Before we give the answer, obviously we want to plug EM Rapid Bombs. That's emrapidbombs.supercast.com. If you're a listener to our premium podcast, you would have known this answer choice. You're going to know about five to seven different ways that boards, ITE, and just in general, different ways rhabdomyolysis is going to present. We actually have several episodes, short four to five minute long episodes dedicated to rhabdo, elevated CKs, how to manage it, what are some of the key lab abnormalities as well. So definitely check out emrapidbombs.supercast.com. We have a link in the show notes as well. It's a great way to support the podcast and what we do in the platform we've created. Hey, Dr. Briggs, what's the answer choice? Cartansa here is going to be choice C, IV fluids, specifically crystalloids. Wait, uh, it's not mannitol. No, it's not. Wait, wait, it's not furosemide. <laughs> wait, hold on, not, not sodium bicarbonate. I love how sodium bicarbonate is always, like, there in one of these renal-themed questions. I know, I know. I remember overhearing someone one time, they were like, does it hurt, though? Does it hurt? <laughs> all right, all right, let's keep going. Hey, the primary treatment modality for preventing renal failure, it's not that complicated. It's IV fluids, IV hydration with crystalloids. Now, mm. your boards may ask you, you know, saline or LR. It doesn't matter. And I know there's this big debate in real life, uh, and I've gotten into it before, too. I know you have. It doesn't matter on the test. Just crystallines. Mm. Uh, if they have. Hey, but what do we do in, what do we do in LR. real life? LR is the way to go. LR. Come on. LR, well, it's actually plasmolite. That's only if you work at um, come on, six Mass General or... Oh, wait, what? Yeah. All right. Hey, so <laughs> the bougie people. Hey, so mannitol and sodium bicarbonate have been discussed. That's why we're joking around about it. And furosemide, all three have been discussed as adjunctive treatments, but none of them have been proven to be effective in any controlled studies. Yeah, and you know they've actually been even. I've found old textbooks. Textbooks aren't even that old. Maybe like five to seven years old. Mm -hmm. Still mentioning these. That means they were like 15 years old. Remember how long it takes to publish a textbook? Hey. There you go. Boom. Patients with rhabdo. Yeah. So, look, patients with rhabdo, they're going to present with nonspecific symptoms of nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fatigue, and decreased appetite. Now, look, that's with a caveat, right? So, look, uh, one of the reasons we were making that joke, Dr. Briggs, about uh, the surgeons and talking about rhabdo is because something that is oftentimes present in crush injuries and these patients, you know, any patients really who present with crust injuries, um, you should you know, be on the lookout for, mm -hmm. for developing rhabdo. So renal failure, which is a late complication of rhabdo, typically develops about 24 to 48 hours after the inciting event. 
Injuries or breakdown of the muscle, they lead to a release of myoglobin, which in combination with volume depletion and acidosis leads to acute intrinsic renal failure. Myoglobinuria is almost exclusively seen in rhabdo. Other etiologies of rhabdo include exertion, hyperthermia, drugs or toxins, electrocution injury, and Whoa, whoa hey, hey, old fun. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Mm. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. Oh, are you pulling a Kanye on me right <laughs> His now? His name's Ye now, let's be clear. Oh my gosh, <laughs> But this guy. I think cardiac problems are a bigger deal. I know we've been talking a lot about the kidneys, and everybody thinks rhabdo, renal, I get it. But in reality, some of the most commonly, immediately life-threatening complications are cardiac. Why is that, you ask? Well, that's due to hyperkalemia, of course, cardiac arrhythmias. Mm. That's a weird trick question they could ask you. It's like, what is They'll what is your that. you know number yeah. one concern here with rhabdomyolysis? And they're you know going to trip you up by saying, oh, get a creatinine. But in reality, it's good an EKG. Yeah, get that EKG. Additionally, sure. hyperphosphatemia and hypocalcemia, they can cause a lot of issues too, including you know tetany, seizures, and acute kidney injury by themselves. Hyperphosphatemia and hypocalcemia can also cause cardiac arrhythmias, as we just talked about. And that's the weird one. Remember, yeah. it's oftentimes hyper for everything mm-hmm. in rhabdo. They love to give you in rhabdo. Yeah, they love they it. They love to give you those lab abnormalities and then give you the combinations A, B, C, D. But remember, hypocalcemia is pretty much going to be the only hypo that you see, right? And it's because of a somewhat interesting mechanism. We're not. We don't talk about this. Uh, the the mechanistic no. part of this. It's not what we do. Just remember, it's hypo. Later, they'll develop hypercalcemia. But again, remember, initially, it's going to be hypocalcemia. Yes, I completely agree. I also expect the CK to be really high. I know we've been hinting at it, but normal CK is up to around 200. The risk of AKI in patients with a CK that is less than 20,000 and someone who has a crush injury is, you know, not the inciting event is really low. Yeah, that's. I, I'm glad you mentioned mm-hmm. that because I think a lot of people get really jazzed up about CKs oh, of so one, two, three thousand. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, should be cognizant of it. And yes, for sure, if, if I've got an elevated CK in someone with a crush injury, I'm worried. But if there's no crush injury, it's someone who went a little bit too crazy at what? What's the what? What's the thing that all the young kids are doing these days? Uh, burning they do man. All those. No, not. <laughs> Okay, not Bonnaroo. Something that causes rhabdo. That it's that thing where they torture themselves. What are you talking in about? The, in the gyms, they do these crazy exertional oh, activities. Oh, oh yeah, CrossFit. There you go. Torture CrossFit. themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, CrossFit. <laughs> I, or the cycling thing. What's that cycling Peloton? thing people do? No, not Peloton. Nordic track they, or whatever that other thing is. No, they get together in groups, spinning classes, uh, and pay pay people to like yell at them to cycle. Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Spin classes. I've heard about spin yeah, classes. Yeah, spin classes. <laughs> I had one guy recently who <laughs> wrapped up from a spin mm. class. I was like, why did you get it? He's like, they just kept yelling at me to keep going. I was like, um, <laughs> hey, hey, joking. hey, let's do incorrect explanations here. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, and that's important. We got places to be. It's ten thirty at night. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. I know, right? I mean, the things we do for this pod. Yeah, things we do. Hey, although loop diuretics like furosemide may be used as an adjunct therapy, people think that is, it's fallen out of style, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is it's not the right answer in the test. Same with mannitol, same with sodium bicarbonate. We're not going to go into the mechanism of these silly things. Just don't even bother giving them. It's stupid. It's silly. Just give IV fluids. Key points Mm -hmm. of this question, thanks to Pure Cert, aggressive IV rehydration with crystalloid. Whatever you aggressive, whatever you aggressive <laughs> should be used. 
first-line therapy for patients with rhabdomyolysis. What's your target? Hey, how much? What's how your much? target? Oh, I want to ask you first. Dang it. Sorry. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for, okay. thanks for letting me. Go. Go. Two to three liters per meter squared per day. What does that mean? Well, that's silly. Let's just do diuresis <laughs> of yeah. 200 to 300 milliliters per hour. There you go. Oh, easier there for me. The there we go. Yes. I love it. I love it. Now, the ED doc would have done a CT pan scan. All right. And then bang Zosin just in case. So. <laughs> what do you call that, the combo? Vosin. Vosin. Yeah, Vosin. Is that what you call it? Is that how your shop calls it? No. No. I Honestly, the first time you told me it was the first time oh my I, gosh. I picked oh up my on gosh. it. Yeah. Got to get out in the real world. All right. <laughs> Increasing intravascular volume and urinary output leads to increase excretion of electrolytes and decreases the precipitation of these renal stones and, you know, affecting, you know, the nephrotoxins up against hmm. the um, kidneys. The only hmm. contraindication is the inability to tolerate hypervolemia like CHF. But even then, you hmm. still need to try to be judicious and give IV fluids. And that's when you're starting right. to coordinate with critical care about, you know, dialysis or coordinating aggressive IV fluid with maybe some diuresis. It doesn't matter. You're never going to get asked on the test. The point is that IV fluids is always the right answer. Even if they mention CHF in the history, you still have to hydrate these patients. And there's no evidence that therapies like mannitol, sodium bicarbonate, loop diuretics, or even yohimbeam provide benefit mm. in rhabdomyolysis. Boom. I added in a vitamin there. Do you like that? With acute kidney injury. Also, B12 injections, they don't help here. Just want to let you guys know. They don't help. Hey, can we just reemphasize this? Because I think we've said it like seven times, but I, I, I'm going to repeat mm -hmm. it as well. Say it. There is no evidence that therapies such as mannitol, sodium bicarbonate, or loop diuretics provide any benefit in rhabdomyolysis with acute kidney injury. Yes, but I heard that trending lactates. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh. Yeah, it's a letter, right? Hey, hey, let's take us out. Yeah, that's another EM board bomb delivered. Appreciate the partnership we have with ASAP Pure Cert. Check it out. And then also check out our podcast, emrapidbombs.supercast.com. It's a great way to do rapid learning. We've got three to five minute long podcast episodes, almost 300 episodes now. 300. 300. It's pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're dropping just dropping know, bombs. Multiple episodes a week. I know, multiple episodes a week. Uh, we've had multiple episodes on Rabdo, all the different ways that you'll be asked on it. So definitely hit it up. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.